Hello, good human, and welcome to part two of our Boundaries series on The Sunshine Project. My name is Chloe. I am your host, and if you're not subscribed to The Sunshine Project on whatever app you're listening on right now, then please do subscribe. I would really, really love it if you would, because not only does it help other people find this sunny little program, it also means that you will be the first to know when I upload a new episode. And we have a few things to be really looking forward to. If you listen to Monday's episode, which I'm sure that you did, my sweet little sausage, then you know that we've already been through what boundaries are and what it looks like to hold boundaries really strongly, not strongly at all, or do a little spongy middle bit that doesn't serve us very well. You know that when we speak about having boundaries in this episode, we are speaking about having flexible boundaries, about having healthy boundaries. And you know that we are delving deep into the idea around having boundaries during festive season, because having boundaries during festive season is going to make your lovely life so much easier. And you and I are going to do it together because this festive season, I am having stronger boundaries than I have ever had before. And you're about to hear some stories around setting boundaries in my life lately, boundaries that look like doing a big announcement about a poo in a toilet, boundaries around how to gently decline invitations that you know wouldn't face you if the shoe was on the other foot boundaries around how to answer or not answer awkward questions, boundaries that are going to keep you safe and happy and well in the weeks and the holidays and the years to come. Given that the festive season is such a busy time of year, the truth is that if we do not set boundaries, we are going to get burnt out. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't really know if I set boundaries, but this is a really stressful time of year for me. Like everything's really overwhelming. I've got to do so much. I've got to show up for so many people. I've got to spend money and I've got to donate time. And, you know, I feel snowed under by it all. My love, I hear you. I've been you and I think that maybe setting some boundaries is really, really going to help your situation. So I want to break it down a little bit. There are a number of things that I have found stressful about my favorite season in the past. So one of those things is invitations. I love the people around me. I love humans. I think that humans are beautiful beings. Like I want to soak up all the time I can with my friends and my family. I've reached a point in my life where every time I am invited to something, I get this dull thud in the pit of my stomach and I want to cry. And I'm completely aware that it is, you know, such a privilege to be invited to do things. It's such a joy to have people in your life that want you around and want you there doesn't mean that I don't feel this special brand of social anxiety just welling up inside of me. And since being diagnosed with ADHD, I kind of <laughs> kind of realized that 
the tiredness that I feel might have something to do with the concept of masking. It especially affects neurodivergent or neurodiverse women who were not diagnosed until later in life. And it's this immense pressure to appear or be a certain way in social situations. That's not to say, you know, that I don't have a wonderful time. Like if I'm at a family event and I feel sparkly, I feel like I have to sparkle, like I've got to be funny and I've got to be kind and I've got to be helpful and I've got to make everyone laugh and smile and be a joy to be around. It's not that I don't enjoy that, like it's not an act, but it is bloody exhausting. And the truth is that while I want to go to parties, while I want to go to events, while I want to go to all of the lunches and the dinners, and it's fine to set boundaries around that. If you don't want to go to something, if you're invited to something and you don't want to go, you can say no. And I hear you because my inner voice has said the same thing so many times. What if I upset the person? What if I offend the person? What if they think I don't love them? What if they think I don't care about them? What if they really, really want me there and I am ruining the whole party and the whole event if I don't go? Hang on. Hang on, my love. I want you to imagine that you are having a party. I want you to imagine that you have invited all of your nearest and dearest. And I want you to imagine that one of those people can't come. Doesn't matter why. Like it actually doesn't matter, but they're not coming. They send you a message and they say, hey, you know, thank you so much for the invitation. Can't make it. Maybe they explain, maybe they don't. Are you telling me that for you, that whole party, that whole event is ruined? No. Oh my goodness. Of course it's not because you're surrounded by other people who you love and who love you. You're probably like, okay, Thanks. Thanks for letting me know. I, in the past, have actually avoided telling people I'm not going to things because I haven't wanted to upset them. And in hindsight, not only is that rude, it's also actually really unhelpful. Like, it's it's okay to let people know that you can't show up to things or you can't do things. I think if you've left it too last minute, like, don't worry about a reason. Don't worry about an excuse because we used to throw a lot of parties at our old house. And I feel like every time the party had already started and then I'm getting messages from people saying like, hey, Chloe, really would have loved to come. I have really bad menstrual cramps at the moment. Like that is such a valid reason, but like all good because now I feel like I need to contact you and be like, oh, how are your menstrual cramps growing? Are you okay? It's okay. Don't worry about it. And then it feels like my job to kind of appease you and make sure that you're okay with the fact that you're not coming. If you can't make it to something, understand that if the roles were reversed, you would be fine. Understand that there is no need to over-explain. There is no need to tell an entire story, be it true, false, exaggerated, whatever, about why you can't make it. Thank the person for the invitation and then just don't go. And if you do go, if you really want to go because you want to love and support that person, maybe you've vetoed a few hangouts in the past, maybe like it feels good to want to go, but you know that you're tired and you know you're on the cusp of burnout. Likewise, you're allowed to leave early. You're actually allowed to go. What I like to do, if I know I'm going to leave an event early, I like to go and be like really in it 
I don't, I don't want to go and then sort of stand there with my bag on my shoulder the whole time and uh, like not take part. I'm going to go. I'm going to take part in any game. I'm going to talk to the host. I'm going to talk to their friends. I'm going to do like a rock star shift. And then when I leave, everyone's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Nice to see you. It's just so much better than going and giving it. Like I'd rather go give it 100% for two hours and then boogie on out of there, then go give it 20% for five hours and then like slink away at the end of it. It's just okay to set boundaries around attending things, not attending things. It's fine. Another boundary issue that we may come up against at Christmas are the awkward questions. You know, You know the awkward questions. I feel like they're pretty common at family events in general. I feel like at family events when people have had a little bit to drink, they've had a little bit to eat, they're feeling kind of slow, they're feeling kind of full, that is when these love to come pouring out of everyone. And let me be clear, I consider a question to be awkward if it is, it's not only the question, it's, it's, it's not the, it's not the words you said, it's the way you said them. It's not the question, it's the way it's asked. So like someone, you know, in a private conversation asking you something quite personal may or may not be an issue of setting a boundary for you, but someone blurting out something incredibly personal, demanding an answer about something that you don't want to speak about you know, bringing it up in front of everyone. Yep. Okay. It's time for some boundaries. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, for me, it's the baby thing. It is the question of whether I'm pregnant or whether we're having a baby at every single event. And for me, actually, did just say it's the way it's asked. It's actually not even just the question anymore. It is the hope in people's eyes, the minute that they see me, it is their eyes flickering down to my stomach. It is the pressure to drink because if I don't drink, people assume that I'm pregnant. So like I will roll up to an event and even though I'm such a lightweight and I can only really have one drink and keep it together, I grab a drink immediately to send a message. And so a boundary that I've set around baby stuff is that I tell them straight away, Like I bring it up as early as possible. I will say openly, like, I'm not pregnant because I don't want to be trying to do a speech about, (laughs) we had a family event in May and I (laughs) I had to stand up in front of everyone to tell them something. And everyone looked at me and their faces were just shining with excitement and expectation. And I suddenly realized what I'd done. And I said, oh, um, sorry, no, not, this isn't that. I'm not having a baby. Um, (laughs) the power's gone out and the toilet isn't flushing and, (laughs) sorry, someone has done a poo in the toilet and we can't flush it, so I would just advise that no one goes in the bathroom. (sighs) And that was quite a bit of comic relief for me because it is quite an intense and stressful situation, but that's the way that I deal with that. The question that you might be avoiding might be to do with engagement. If you've got a partner, it might be, when are you getting engaged? Are you engaged? Are you going to pop the question? Do you think they're going to ask you? Oh my God, if I had a dollar for every time that question drove me bloody balmy before Patrick and I got engaged, uh, 
It might be questions around finding a partner. And maybe that's something you're interested in. Maybe it's something you're not, but it can be difficult to navigate. Maybe it's questions about work. Maybe it's questions about your plans. It just look, any question that makes you feel as though a landslide has entered the room and buried you under rubble and dust is an awkward question. And as I mentioned with my way of dealing with the baby thing, I really, really recommend being clear around where you stand on these questions. You don't need to do what I do and stand up at the start of every event now and kind of ding, ding, ding. I'm not having a baby. Don't ask. I've just eaten a lot of pasta this morning. Leave me alone. But I think clarity is important because, you know, people only assume that the boundaries that you hold are the same boundaries that they hold. So maybe they think, oh, if I was in the situation of wanting to get engaged, I would really want my auntie to come up to myself and my partner and say, oh, when you're getting engaged and give my partner a little reminder. And maybe you hate that. Just be clear. If you're in a situation this festive season and someone asks you something or says something or brings something up that you don't want to talk about, please look them in the eye or over their shoulder if the eye stuff is stressful and say, I really don't want to talk about that. Say, oh, that actually upsets me right now. Say, that's not something I can talk about at the moment. Say, if you want to, you can clarify. Say, no, I'm not pregnant and you know, I really don't want to talk about it because if you're clear, if you're setting your boundaries, you are then telling the person what you expect from them. There's no like, oh, they probably do want me to dig a little deeper. They're just a bit embarrassed about it. Just be clear, set your boundaries, tell them no, tell them what you want to tell them. And those questions will be quashed. And if they're not quashed, like if you find people bringing up the same things again and again, what I recommend doing, especially if you're in a family situation, or especially if you're in a situation where you're seeing the same people quite regularly, like a group of friends or colleagues, if you find that someone is bringing up things all of the time, make sure that maybe the second or third time it's coming up, if your boundaries aren't being respected, please set them in front of other people because then those people will go into bat in front of you. If your uncle will not stop asking you if you are secretly a gay, which I've heard many a time, not in my family, but around, and you don't want to answer that, maybe you are, maybe you're not queer, maybe, you know, it doesn't matter. If you don't want to answer for whatever reason and the question keeps coming up, then make sure that you have other people around you so that when that question is asked and you set that boundary and you say, that's actually not something I want to talk to you about, your cousins or your grandparents or your mum hear you say that and then when it comes up again, they've got your back and they can jump in and say, ah, ah, Jeff, they said they don't want to talk about it. I think very closely aligned to that is setting boundaries around political issues, which I'm not great at historically. I have been in many a blazing row at a family event over things that maybe don't directly affect our lives, but do affect my heart and my soul. And sometimes the best thing to do there is to step away. I learned early on in my hospitality career that some people are sponges and some people are rocks. And I learned this in the context of 
like if you are serving food to someone at a restaurant, some people walk in and they know exactly what they want to eat. They know exactly what they want to drink. They're there to have a time with their partner or with their friend. They don't want to talk to you. They're going to be a rock or a stone. I think it was a sponge or a stone, which flows a little bit better. And knowing that that person is a stone is a really valuable thing because you know how you can look after them. Sometimes that person is a sponge and they want every recommendation. They want every bit of small talk. They're there for the whole experience. And then you know how to serve them. Like, are they a sponge or a stone? And the same thing can be said for political conversations. Like, yes, maybe you want to fight your cause. I understand that so deeply. Again, much yelling. I also need you to recognize whether the people you're speaking to about these things are sponges or stones. And because there are going to be people in your life that you can explain, you can plead, you can yell, you can beg, you can break open a Christmas cracker, staring intensely into their eyes, knowing that if you get that Christmas cracker, then it is your birthright to talk about all sorts of things for the rest of the day. But if they are a stone, if they are set in their opinion, you are going to waste all of your time, all of your emotional energy, all of your output on trying to convince them of something that they are never, ever, ever going to soak up because you can put a stone in a bowl of water and it's not going to soak the water up at all. Another thing that I really would love you to think about in terms of boundaries around Christmas is money and expectations. And similarly to being clear around awkward questions, I think it's really important that we communicate our money situations, our boundaries around money, our boundaries around expectations prior to whatever they're going to be coming up about. So that might look like working out how much you can budget for Christmas presents this year and messaging your family and saying, hey guys, can we please set a budget of $50 per person for Christmas this year? Or, hey guys, can we please do a secret Santa because I can't really afford to buy a gift for everyone? It might look like if you need to bring something to Christmas lunch and you just have a funny feeling you're going to be asked to bring like 20 kilo Christmas ham, but you can really only afford to whip up a potato salad, then great. Get in there early, message whoever's hosting, say, hey, I'm going to bring my world famous potato salad on Christmas day. Can't wait. Expectations are really similar. If you find yourself in a situation where you're seeing your family in the morning, your partner's family at lunch, your family in the afternoon, your partner's other side of the family at dinner time, family friends on Boxing Day, other friends on Boxing Day night, and you are just tapped out by the end of it. It's okay to communicate your abilities around that. It's okay to communicate and make sure that people are setting their expectations to you because people just get excited. Some people have all of the dollars to spend at this season. Some people want to spend every day with their family soaking up your company and like love that. That is beautiful. But if you're making sure that you're being really clear around your boundaries, around money and around expectation, no one's going to be disappointed. No one's going to be mad at you. Everyone's on the same page. And the last thing that is very important when it comes to boundaries and this season 
is, I've written this down in my notes as BFFR, swear warning for little ears for the next five seconds. BFFR is internet speak for be fucking for real. And I actually love it. I would never say it to anyone else, but I say it to myself all the time, BFFR, because it's so strong. It's so direct. It's like, come on, BFFR with yourself this Christmas, babe, come on. The tizzies that I find myself in, which have come from not having boundaries with other people often, are so often just created in my own head. You know, Christmas morning and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I only got my sister-in-law two presents and she's probably going to get six for me and this is slack and I need to quickly, you know, I need to find more presents. I need to I'll order her a $100 gift voucher online and I'll add it. Like I do that nonsense every single year. For starters, setting those boundaries, setting those expectations, communicating earlier helps solve those problems. Also, step back, take a deep breath, and BFFR with yourself. These unrealistic expectations are not helpful. They are harmful. No one is doing some like Dudley Dursley counting their presents on Christmas morning. No one's sitting there tallying up what you spent on them. And like, if they are, okay, that cool. Maybe you'll spend less on me next year and we'll be on a more even playing field and, like, that's fine. No one is going to gasp with horror that there aren't freshly chopped chives on the top of your potato salad. No one is going to scream because they walk into your house and the top of the fridge hasn't been dusted in eight months. Please be gentle with yourself. BFFR with yourself. And give yourself the same love, compassion, patience, and space that you would give anyone else in your life. Look at the problem that's just arisen in your mind. Take a deep breath. Step back. Is it really a problem? Or should you go and eat a freshly baked Florentine or a candy cane or have another gin and tonic and should you enjoy this season you should my love you deserve to and that brings us to the end of our boundaries conversation it brings us to the end of a sunshine toolkit which i just realized i didn't do that thing that I think is cute and <laughs> maybe you think is cheesy, where I pull each of the toolkit items from a different shaped toolkit. I know that we've had a lovely canvas pouch. I know that we've had a pencil case. Let's say that each of the boundaries that we pulled out today were pulled out of a little hat. They were pulled out of a little hat like you might pull out names for Secret Santa and they were read to you. My boundary with myself is not going and re-recording all of that with pulling things out of a hat sound effect but I will do a more official sunshine toolkit setup next time we meet. How about that? If you do not follow the Sunshine Project podcast on Instagram, I would love for you to do that because I have been putting my whole booty into creating some content that will live over there lately. And I 
Look, I'm really loving pouring love into this podcast, truth be told. So if you don't want to see that content, I'm still going to make it because I'm really, really proud of it. And if you're enjoying this podcast, these waffles, this sense of you and I hanging out together, then there are two things that you could do. The first is you could review the podcast on whatever app you're listening to it on right now. I would really, really appreciate that. I am hesitant to say, oh, you know, rate five stars and review and ring that bell because I feel a little bit dorky doing it. But also it means the whole world to me to know when you're enjoying what I create. And if you have feedback around the podcast that is not a five-star review, then please join the Facebook group, the Sunshine Project Podcast Community, and let me know there. I'm always taking feedback. I'm always taking, I was going to say constructive criticism, but criticism makes me cry. But I'm always taking your ideas. I am so grateful for your generosity with what you think could be added, improved, changed. And as you've probably heard me say before, our Facebook group is just full to the brim of lovely people, lovely people who think kind of like you and I do. Actually, I know I just set a really strong boundary around how many things I was going to ask you for and it was going to be two, but one more thing, if you've got someone in your life who you think could benefit from this episode, someone who you think deserves to have good boundaries, healthy boundaries, who is just a golden shining light and who you want to see as happy and healthy as you possibly can, then please send this on to them. And just a reminder that I haven't done in a little while, none of the information that you hear on this podcast is coming directly from the mouth of a qualified mental health professional. You and I are just friends. We're just chatting. I'm just sharing what I know. And I've always got the resources. I've always got the stuff to back it up. I will link in the show notes any additional bits of information that I think you'll find helpful or handy. But if you are struggling when it comes to your mental health or your physical health, please seek help from a professional. Okay, good human. That's enough from me. I love you so much. And I hope that you know when I say that, I mean it. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. This podcast was recorded and edited on Ghana land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.